When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Reunion weekend in wildcard, super wildcard weekend. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. Mike McCarthy against the Packers. The Deshaun Watson trade bowl, so to speak, with Houston and Cleveland. All coming up, Super Wild Card Weekend, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. With you, we are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance. A big debate has, has been sprung up here on this show about whether or not, if you're a Lions fan, you can go to the game on Sunday night with a Stafford jersey. Same thing applies if you're a Chiefs fan. Can you go to that game with a Tyreek Hill jersey? Smalls and I say no. CC says yes. Tasha in Detroit watching on ESPNU. What do you, uh, excuse me, ESPN2 and you, what do you say? Hello. Hello, hello. Hi. So I am a 15 year season ticket holder of the Lions. Watched Matthew Stafford be a bum. I'm sorry, I'm a Staffy <laughs> hater. No one should come to the game. Our first what? playoff game in over 30 years with a Stafford jersey on. I hate that we're playing him because now it's all about Staffy and not about the great things going on in Detroit. That's Y'all right, are crazy. Tasha. Damn, right, Tasha. Tasha. Tasha, tell him what's up. No, That's but right. here's the thing. The guy almost got the career knocked out of him. Like he played through broken ribs. I mean, how many concussions? And this guy still kept going. It was a bad team around him. I mean, you can't count the number of coaches he's had to play for. Like it's been, it was bad. It wasn't Matt Stafford's fault why things weren't more successful during his tenure with no. the Lions. No, clearly you can win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. Clearly. Because the Rams did it. Clearly. But I don't think that you need to be honoring him and the past by wearing the jersey. You cover up the name if you don't have any other Lions gear and you want to wear the jersey, and you put golf on it. And frankly, I understand what she's saying because there are a lot of amazing things going on in Detroit this season. And the, only the Pistons st- is not one of them. No, but absolutely not. Sorry, Javante. But it's all about Matt Stafford going back to Detroit. What about Jared Goff? What about the Jared Goff revenge game? How many times are we going to disrespect Jared Goff? I, I'm with her. I think that it should be more, uh, that should at least be more a part of the conversation than Matt Stafford going back but to Detroit. But you got the good thing going on in Detroit because of Matt Stafford, because he was so good, because people thought that he was a quarterback you could win a championship with what he displayed in Detroit over a decade. It's why you got Jared Goff. It's why you got the two first rounders that became the foundation for what your team is now. Like I just that's the part of it that I just I don't know. Wear I, it I, next week. Uh, Win yeah. the game and wear it next yeah, week. Yeah, but sure. that's that's the part where it's just like, all right, guys, enough is enough. Like you can wear the Stafford Lions jersey as an ode to Stafford, but still rooting for your team. Uh uh-uh. uh. Tim in Atlanta on Sirius <laughs> XM eighty. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, there's etiquette to wearing a throwback. You don't wear that Stafford jersey to that game. And the Lions are missing a big opportunity. Why don't they just give a Dan Campbell jersey t-shirt out? Long-time listener, first-time caller, love the show. Well, thank Thanks you. Thanks for everything you do. We've been Thanks, on for Tim. five months, so uh, I don't know how long you've been listening, but we appreciate that. But here's that's an interesting business model. 
What, you're waving the Super Bowl ring at me? No, I'm, lis- I'm listening to you. <laughs> Here's the interesting Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, the business model. What if you say if you have a Stafford jersey, you could trade it in for a Goff jersey? There you go. Smart. There you go. Uh, or a jersey, a jersey of your choice. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think <laughs> if Goff's not there I, in the future. I, 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 don't, I don't know how long Goff is going to be there, and there are other a lot of other young players. Like you have a you have a golf you have a Stafford jersey traded in for a Hutchinson jersey. Yeah. There you go. Or you know, what I'm saying something like that. I, yeah. I'm going to say Jameer that, Gibbs. I'm going to say that not that you were lying just now, but I do think you were consciously waving no. that Super Bowl. No, because if I was waving it at you, I would want you to see the diamonds in it. That's right. I had my hand up this way. Mm, okay. So if I was just waving it at you, you know, I'm just saying, just and I would, and I, I would only have the one finger up that it's on. And oh, it would, <laughs> if I was waving, well, I so appreciate it, if I was that waving it at you, I'm not waving it at you. There was a little I'm bit not, of a wave. I'm not waving uh, it at you. I'm not waving the ring at you. I'm waving, I'm waving the ring at the camera. Hey, I, hey, I do feel hey, the ring's hey, presence hey, today. Hey, it feels yeah. like we have four was, members of the yeah, show today. The Super Bowl wave. ring is the fourth. Russell in Georgia watching on ESPNU. What's up, Russell? Should you wear the Stafford jersey if you're a Lions fan? Yes, it's appropriate to uh, for the Lions fan to wear a Stafford jersey because after the Rams after the Rams win the game, they can wash it out and put it on back on next week. <laughs> so wow. now that's an interesting spin. Wow, that is that the Rams are going to win anyway. And thank you for the phone call on that. Um, let's talk with Sam in Louisiana, one hundred three point seven in Louisiana. What's up, Sam? Hey, I have to agree with Smalls on this one. Um, I, I compare this to some an LSU fan. Nick Saban laid the groundwork. He's, he, he set the standard at LSU for winning, but then he spent 17 years in Alabama. And for the duration of his time in Alabama, he was the public face of the enemy. All the good that he did in Louisiana was set to the side temporarily. Now that he's retired, we're remembering that. We're going to honor him for everything he did for us. But for the time that he was there, he was the face of the enemy. I, I've got to agree with Smalls on this. Yeah, I think, that's a good, I think that's a good way of saying it, Smalls. Listen, I can, I can admit what I'm wrong. Uh, the people have spoken. Yeah. I mean, the people have spoken. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was fine. But apparently, fans in sports don't, don't think that this is a faux pas. This is a third rail. You can't do it. And especially in this situation in Detroit, even though you have a lot of love for Matt Stafford, they have not hosted a playoff game since the 90s. Mm. It has to be all positive juju on deck. Everybody supporting only the Lions. You want Matt Stafford to suck that day. You want him to have potentially his worst game of his entire career. You don't want to give him the wink and the nod. Thanks for everything you did, buddy. That's for a later date. So you basically show up with another Lions players jersey on and a Matt Stafford voodoo doll. Got it. I'm just saying. Sometimes <laughs> severe things have to be whatever, done. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Now, Cece, I gave drastic <laughs> I gave drastic comparisons with Ben Simmons and James Harden to Pat. I understand that those are drastic. So here's the difference, and I think maybe splitting the difference. Matthew Stafford and Tyreek Hill, for that matter, jerseys you can't wear to uh, this weekend, but you can wear in the future. Yes. They're not public enemy number one in your town. No. Simmons and Harden would be public enemy number one in that respective town. So this is Yeah, a- people in Detroit love Matt Stafford. And they okay. love his wife. As, as they not, should. They, they as love they Matt Stafford. Just not this week. Just not this weekend. Just not this week. <sighs> uh, let's talk with Zach in Cincinnati on 1530 in Cincy. What's up, Zach? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Was just gonna say uh, we pay ungodly numbers to get these uh, tickets, especially for playoff games. Uh, let's wear, let, let's let people wear what they want. Anyone who thinks Matt Stafford didn't give his all for Detroit is delusional. And uh, lastly, Evan, you're kind of a snob with your comments on the gas uh, people picking you up and having to get gas the other day. Thanks. 
Yeah, but that wasn't me. That was just what, what I said was I was asking the question whether or not that if somebody's going to give you a ride and say, I'll give you a ride, should they have a full tank of gas? But that wasn't no, no, happen to me. No, because if somebody's asking for a ride, and like, I'll give you a ride, but I got to stop and get some gas. And I just want to be clear with that previous caller. I wasn't just a snob with those comments. A lot of other ones, too. Give me credit for being a snob <laughs> at all times. It's that's really, right. It's really unfair kind to just... Kind of disrespectful. Just, yeah. To just call me a snob with one comment? What about all my other comments? How dare oh, you? Lee in Michigan listening on Sirius <laughs> XM Channel 80. What's up, Lee? No, how you doing? I listen to this every day. You guys, we should not be doing the Stafford jersey at all. We need to stay focused. I didn't like Hutchinson talking about Dallas afterwards. We just got to stay focused, get the Super Bowl, Dallas, San Francisco, and we're gone. That's well, listen, listen, Dallas is talking about Dak Prescott talking about buying Louis luggage to remind him of where the Super Bowl is at. Like, so, I mean, you talking about Dallas. Dallas talking about two games okay. past that. You want to talk about a snobby <laughs> it's ridiculous. comment? ridiculous. Let me talk about a co- snobby comment. Let me explain what that means. LV, Louis Vuitton, Las Vegas. Yeah. Just, just do, saying. Doing a little too much, little buddy. You know doing what? Doing a little too much. Must be nice. Why? You, be have, nice? you have Gucci luggage? No. You have I'm Prada saying, luggage? I'm just saying, to make that Birkin, comment so You have your Birkin bag? Like, oh, a Birkin bag? Come on. You know how much rent is in New York? Come on. <laughs> and even that doesn't cover the cause of a Birkin bag. Correct. <laughs> Jay in Columbus watching on ESPNU. What's up, Jay? Yeah. What's up, Pat? How y'all doing? What's up? Pat gave me permission to do this. I just wanted to speak on the Deshaun Watson, Joe Flacco thing real quick. Michelle, you got to lay off Deshaun Watson. Y'all going to be so sick. I'm with Stephen A. on this with Deshaun Watson winning the Super Bowl in Cleveland. Ha! Y'all going to be so sick. Lay off Deshaun Watson. Y'all going to be salty, man. Okay, Jay, hang on one second. Uh, what, from a football perspective, has Deshaun Watson done where you think he deserves the benefit of the doubt? Uh, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll do it next year. Believe me. He'll get it. I believe in him. Like wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, Jay, Jay. Didn't we say that about him this year? That last year there was a lot of circumstances. He served the suspension. Just wait. He's going to come in this year and return to form, and he didn't, right? No, no. So no, what makes you no, think no, he's going to do I, it I next year? Next year would be the year. Oh, so I you, so you thought it's going to take him two and a half seasons to be good again? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. I'll wait. On this one. I'll wait. Yes. Don't hold no. your breath, though. I'll wait, Jay. Jay. Don't hold your breath. If you have a four-year <laughs> deal, it, t- it takes two and a half plus seasons to be good. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, Five-year deal. I'm gonna be good in yeah. year three, though. <laughs> a guy got off the couch and played better than him. A guy was Netflix and chilling in his sweatpants and played better than him. What are we talking about? This is not even being a hater. It's facts. He has been. Zero percent, negative percent worth the headache and the money. That is the appropriate tire, though. Sweatpants for Netflix and shit. That's right. The yeah. sweat- I have to say something. Hey, crazy. People. Uh, well, I get it. But people. <laughs> I get it. I get it. People, I don't. people that wear jeans to lounge in their own home is weird to me. Yeah. That's 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 borderline sociopath behavior. Right? Like, I feel like that's what Aaron Rodgers does. So my friends and I had a movie night this week. We watched Saltburn. <laughs> I'm not going to gloss over that. <laughs> and one of my friends was wearing jeans. I came in a full jumpsuit, you know, mm-hmm. sweatpants jumpsuit, ready to lounge. And one of my friends had jeans on to lounge. I couldn't believe no, it. No, you can't do that. Especially when sweatpants are so publicly acceptable now. 
in a way that's never been in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole thing in Seinfeld about George Costanza wearing sweatpants and Jerry looking at him saying, you've just given up on life. Now, every high-end brand is making like these cool sweatpants, joggers, etc. Yeah. that are like in. So why you would voluntarily choose... I mean, CC and I are both wearing jeans today, but we're at work. Why you would voluntarily choose to wear jeans at home is beyond comprehension. Just like, why would you voluntarily choose to believe in Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? Well, also, why would you yeah, want to... I can't understand. Like, why would you after wanna, what we've seen, why would you voluntarily choose that? Why, I understand his current team is playing his former team tomorrow. But why would you choose today as a day to take a stand in favor of Deshaun Watson? Makes you wonder, right? It, like, if Joe Flacco stinks tomorrow... Fine. You want to call us on Monday at 888-SAY-ESPN and say, hey, they would have won this game with Watson? All right, we can listen to that. Today doesn't seem like the day to take a stand on behalf of Deshaun Watson. Let me tell you something. If Joe Flacco quarterbacks his team to the conference championship game or the Super Bowl, let me tell you who is going to be the starting quarterback for Cleveland next year. Joe Flacco. Period. He's earned it already. Period. <laughs> Period. Coming up. Stop how, yourself, Jay. How the head coach... Or oh my God, the head coach of the Patriots. I was about to say that. How the former you head think, coach? You would think you're a professional. He's, he's back to denial. Weird. Stage that one. That is weird. Back How the denial. former head coach of the New England Patriots could play a factor in this weekend's games. We'll get to that next it's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So, Belichick's not coaching the Patriots, right? I just want to triple confirm this. Yeah, not happening. Confirmed. Confirmed. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Adam Schefter, senior NFL insider, gave a really interesting theory that we have been discussing on our show for a while now as to how a coach who is no longer employed in the NFL could actually play a huge role in this weekend's playoff games. Here's Schefter on Belichick. I think the board is wide open, and I think today's developments could, could lead to other changes, potentially, whether that's with a team in the playoffs or out of the playoffs. We will see. But that's going to be something that all owners have to decide. And I think as the playoffs get underway this weekend, to a certain extent, Bill Belichick looms over them. Because if there's a team that falls on its face and falls flat, 
then that owner knows mm. that there's quite an accomplished, proven coach out there right now. And I think Bill Belichick knows from his previous experiences with Tom Brady and post-Tom Brady, it's important for him to have a quarterback. And I don't know that he goes to a place that doesn't have one. Okay, so there's three, right? We're looking at Buffalo, Philly, and Dallas as the big three this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just reckless speculation. Is there a place that you guys would place Bill Belichick and say, yeah, I know they have a coach there, but put him there and they're going to potentially win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years? Either playing this weekend or out. Even if they're not one of the openings. Is there some? Is, does your mind keep coming back to a place of, God, that makes sense. To Dallas Cowboys, man, it makes That's so much sense. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, I get that Parcells walked away prematurely and he has an existing relationship with Belichick, but I got to think that Jerry Jones and Bill Parcells both wish they could have that one back in terms of what those teams could be in the mid-2000s. But I think that inside, knowing the kind of owner that Jerry is, the stability that he's shown as an owner, and the overall talent that they've been able to put on that roster, courtesy of Will McClay, their senior personnel executive, I, I just think that it makes so much sense. It's a top five offense, top five defense. You got a quarterback that's playing the best football of his career near MVP level. You got a guy in Micah Parsons that is very reminiscent of Lawrence Taylor. And of course, Bill Belichick knows all about that. I just feel like that makes the most sense. And then you have the ingredients. You have an owner that's Jerry that, that's desperate to get over the hump. That's over eighty years old. As I said before, Jerry Jones ain't buying green bananas. All the ingredients are there, where it would make sense to part company with Mike McCarthy if you have yet another early playoff exit. Mike McCarthy's done an amazing job this season, and he and Dak are very much intertwined with one another. And it would be very hard, I think, to move on from him and to separate that duo. But if we have learned anything this week, it is that father time waits for no one and that a lot of these these football shelf lives are short. And I have to think that Jerry Jones, who, as you mentioned, 81 years old, is more desperate to win now than ever. I mean... The, the runway is running out. You can't, yeah, no you, doubt. Not only as a, as a person who desperately wants to win, but to know that you have so many contracts that are coming up, and this iteration of the Dallas Cowboys is probably not going to exist in a few years. And your window to win is really short. And even though Mike McCarthy, as I, as I said, has not done anything that would deserve for him to not have his job, if they get upset by the Green Bay Packers and Bill Belichick, of all people, is sitting out there. I could see Jerry Jones being the one owner who knows that he has everything in place to go out there and snag him. So of the teams this weekend, definitively for me, the Eagles would be that team. Like, I would pick them blindly to win the Super Bowl next year. If you put Belichick with Jalen Hurts and Jalen Carter and that team, blindly pick them to win the Super Bowl. But the team that I keep coming back to, I know I threw out the idea of, what if Cleveland has a shortfall this this weekend or any other team? The team that I keep coming back to, and they have a head coach, but we keep talking about the most likely destination for them are the Atlanta Falcons because they're kind of ready-made if they had a quarterback, and it's an easier division. I keep coming back to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. I know you guys have said you have a tough time like visualizing him there. They have a quarterback who now at this point, as crazy as it is to say, is unproven in Trevor Lawrence, uh-huh. or needs to prove more. I have it that as a better way of saying it. Their skill position players are loaded. They have, I think, a guy on defense, a couple of guys on defense to build around. And the the division, while Stroud is there, very difficult. Richardson will see what he becomes in Indy. And Will Levis, but without a coach in Tennessee, 
To me, it's a winnable division that is ripe for the taking, and I know they have a Super Bowl winning head coach who beat Belichick and Doug Peterson, but the Belichick destination, if it's not going to be one of those big three from this weekend of Philly, um, uh, Buffalo, and Dallas, I keep coming back to Jacksonville. And you know what? We we have a hard time visualizing it, but Shad Khan is a guy that would go out there and spend some money. He knows that if you put Bill Belichick on that team, they're one of the most relevant teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's still the same owner that hired Urban Meyer, too. I, I, that's the part that I can't get past. Like as much as you know, you like what Jacksonville is being able to put together with T Law and Doug Peterson. I just think when you start looking at the ownership that Bill Belichick is coming from with Robert Kraft, that's going to be a priority for him with his next destination. He has to be able to trust in the working relationship that he's going to be putting together with that person, and not have someone that's impetuous in that role because ultimately that's not going to allow him to achieve his individual goals, which is surpassing Don Shula for the all-time win record. But the Urban Meyer thing, I look at it as this guy was very proven at the college ranks, and even though it was a gamble, he went for it. And while some people didn't think it would translate at the NFL level, I don't think anybody really forecasted it to be the disaster that it was. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to be good. Really? Yeah, I said it wasn't going to be good. And to his credit, though, he didn't, he didn't let it play out for a long Fair time. He had a, he had a quick cook when he realized how bad it was. Yeah, I got to own it. I liked the hire. When he made it. I yeah, was so wrong. Did I. Obviously, I, thought it was I was wrong, work. but I mean, I can't retroactively say, no, no, I knew it was going to be that way. Like, I thought that made sense, especially because of the quarterback. Oh, I knew it was going to be terrible, especially when he made the move to bring T-Ball on practice squad. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, yeah, that was that's not going to work. When you, you know, that's not going to work. It's not so, going to work. <laughs> let's talk about these three teams, though, because Mike Tannenbaum joined us earlier, and he said, no, I don't think any of these three teams, and I mean Buffalo, Philly, and Dallas, should fire their coach if they lose this weekend. CeCe, I'm not suggesting that you're trying to get anyone fired because you're not. But tell us why each of those three coaches in your mind would deserve the consideration for termination with a loss this weekend. But just because of the talent that they have on those respective teams. So let's go one by one. Sean, Sean McDermott would deserve termination if they lose to Pittsburgh because? Because he has a quarterback in Josh Allen that has turned the ball over, throwing interceptions 12 out of the last 13 games and set a career high with the number of turnovers. They fired their offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Now, they were able to save face by winning five straight to punch their ticket to the playoffs. But if you become the team that sets history in the wrong way, that makes history in the wrong way, being the first two seed under the current playoff format to lose – in the wild card round to the Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh Steelers without T.J. Watt, then you absolutely deserve to be clipped. If you're if you're Nick Sirianni, you deserve to be fired if you lose to Tampa on Monday night here on ESPN because you have the worst defense in the NFL and you put your quarterback in a situation where he could further injure himself in Week 18, which amounted to a meaningless game once you saw the halftime score between the Commanders and the Cowboys. And if you're Mike McCarthy... And, and you you're 1-5 in five going into the playoffs, you've lost five of your last six, it would be six of seven. If you're Mike McCarthy and you lose to your old team, the Green Bay Packers, you deserve to get fired if... Or because, excuse me? Because you've been, you've been bounced from the playoffs uh, earlier than expected each of the past three years. Like If you lose before the conference championship game, when going into the playoffs you have the best quarterback in the conference... That's inexcusable. When you look at their defense, it's a top five unit. They have all the ingredients. And when you look at how the roster is going to change, becoming exponentially more expensive with contract extensions for CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott that are going to come due, the owner is going to want you to compete at a championship level with what the payroll is going to suggest. And if McCarthy can't give him more evidence that that is going to happen – 
under his tenure in Dallas, then you're going to upgrade to head coach and go with Belichick. All right, coming up. There's a couple of other coaching moves that could happen this weekend around the games this weekend that would fall under the are we sure that category, plus Dolphins and the Chiefs in about negative 50 degrees. We will get to that coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, yeah, the Chiefs and the Dolphins will be playing in cold weather, but a man will be coaching in cold weather year-round. Per Adam Schefter, the New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach. He will be formally introduced at a press conference next week, a source tells ESPN. Guys, this has been in the makings for a long period of time. If you remember a year ago, the New England Patriots did something that they never do, which was send out a press release letting everybody know that they're negotiating a long-term contract with Gerard Mayo to stay in New England. Not that they had finalized one, they were negotiating one. They don't even negotiate with Belichick publicly prior to this or announce any extension publicly. They wanted everyone to know that the wheels were in motion for Gerard Mayo. This was contractually done pretty quickly, obviously. Gerard Mayo officially will replace Bill Belichick. All of the Mike Vrabel rumors, him getting fired in Tennessee, had nothing to do with New England and vice versa. CC, your initial reaction to Gerard Mayo, head coach of the Patriots. Well, this is different than every other coaching hire that Robert Kraft has made since he's become owner of the New England Patriots. But most functional organizations in business, they have succession plans when it comes to the overall structure, the hierarchy within the org. So it just makes sense that they would go in this direction. Everybody had talked about how they love Gerard Mayo uh, in the building and how they hold him in the highest regard. And it was clear that Robert Kraft felt like it was time to transition away from Belichick and that Gerard Mayo was clearly ready for the role. Yeah, we had felt this way for a long time. And we, as you mentioned, knew the succession plan was in place. But I have to say, I am a little bit surprised because even if you had been putting the foundation in place for this to be the move, when somebody like Mike Vrabel 
becomes available surprisingly and has ties to the organization is a proven head coach on his own. I have to be honest. I thought that would throw a wrench into what was obviously their plan, but clearly they went, they went the route of Gerard Mayo, which is what they wanted to do for a while. But you know what smalls? It actually gives me more respect for them making this decision to have that kind of conviction on this individual. We're not going to be swayed Mm. by anything that's going on in the landscape of the NFL, other coaches potentially becoming available. We are going with our guy because we believe in what we've seen from him since he's been in our organization for the last decade and a half. Like to me, it, it, it makes it feel like the commitment is a lot firmer to Gerard Mayo. And here's the other thing that we have to also consider. There are eight coaching vacancies in the NFL, including the Patriots job. Who's to say that if the Patriots didn't decide to go with Gerard Mayo, that he wouldn't consider one of those other jobs. So I think that the timing of all of that factored into Bill Belichick coming off of back-to-back losing seasons for the first time as the Patriots head coach made it a little bit easier for Kraft to justify moving on from the legend and going with the mentee in Gerard. You know, this, whether it works out or not, we're just talking about today in the moment on January 12th at about 8.35 a.m. Eastern time with this move where the Patriots are going to hire Gerard Mayo as their head coach. This should give everyone the renewed sense of faith in Robert Kraft as the owner of the team because your job when you're at the highest ranking power of any company, highest ranking position of any company, is to make clear, cut, quick decisions. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rush decisions, but to make clear decisions. And Robert Kraft has made a clear decision. It was time for Belichick to go. I know who I want next. I abided by all of the rules and regulations within the league, and I am going to move on to my guy. I'm not going to let something else influence this, and this is the guy. Now, there's going to be a lot of other conversation as to is Bill O'Brien going to stay as offensive coordinator? Who's going to run the personnel? Because we know it's not going to be Mayo. They're not going to voluntarily enter into that same situation. Could it be John Robinson, Thomas Dimitrov, Scott Pioli, guys that have been there before? But this is a clear-cut decision. We have seen many teams fire coaches and having no idea what's next. That they go into this search with no guidance of what to do next. Whether this is right or wrong, this is why Robert Kraft is an elite owner in the NFL that he knows exactly how to get from point A to point B. Yeah, and during the break when we were interviewing Tannenbaum in the 7 o'clock hour, I asked him, like, what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers so special? Organizations like the Ravens, the Green Bay Packers, and the New England Patriots. And he said, the mental toughness of the owner. The ability to make the hard choices that need to be made. He cited the example of Stan Kroenke with the L.A. Rams. And after they paid Jared Goff, moving off of him after they paid him a huge signing bonus and trading him because they had an opportunity to upgrade uh, with the quarterback spot in Matt Stafford. It ends up resulting in a championship. Having the ability to have an owner with that type of mental toughness and conviction in beliefs is what empowers the football people to make tough football decisions. And in this instance, Kraft is showing us that he's got that intestinal fortitude, that mental toughness that it takes to make the hard decision. And that's why I have more confidence because he's shown a conviction based on hiring Gerard Mayo, regardless of what else is out there in the coaching landscape. And one other thing that we've kept saying and other people have been echoing about whoever succeeds Bill Belichick in New England or Nick Saban at Alabama is that that person has to be so confident and have such conviction in who they are and what their process is going to look like, their culture, their identity, that they're not afraid to step in after a legend. And even though Mike Vrabel is certainly somebody that Robert Kraft knows, 
so is Gerard Mayo. He's, yeah. He has a, a body of work and a, a huge chunk of time that he has spent learning about this person and he knows who he is. It's not like somebody came in and they interviewed well. Yeah. He knows who this guy is and he must have a lot of confidence that this guy has confidence in himself and can be able to step into this role and quite frankly try to fill the shoes of a legend. Well, the great part about making this decision this early is that now you can go about the business of filling out his staff mm-hmm. and making sure he's got the people in place that he needs in order to do his job at the highest level, right? Because you got to figure out how things are going to work, who's going to call the plays on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. You got the third overall pick. Presumably they're going to use that on a quarterback. So you got to think about what you want that to look like. And then beyond all of those things on the staff, at the ground level, you also have to think about what's going to be in the front office. Who's going to be the general manager? Remember, Belichick was the football czar. He had final control over the the 53-man roster. So who's that person that's going to be working in lockstep with Gerard Mayo? Is it somebody that's already there? Do they need to bring in somebody else? Like Those are all of the things that they now have a head start on workshopping while all of these other teams with vacancies are still trying to figure out who their head guy is going to be. A couple of other nuts and bolts on that, because you're talking about the front office. Elliot Wolf, son of Ron Wolf, former Packers executive, has been with the Patriots. He's been rumored in there potentially. I don't know his relationship with Mayo. It also does something here with how quick this move has been made that it kind of confirms the speculation in my mind, guys, about the two timelines that the Patriots coaching staff was on this year. Mayo was probably thinking about the future. Belichick thinking about the present. Mayo knew he was going to be the next head coach. Can't say it's everybody. Everybody kind of knew it, that you had two people kind of working in the same timeline, not in a, as a coach-in-waiting scenario. It's not like Belichick was saying, oh, I'm going to retire and that hand it off. That never works. Right. Not like I'm going to hand it off to Mayo. That wasn't the point. He may love Mayo. He may not love Mayo. The reality is he wanted to be the coach of the Patriots. So handing it off to anyone was not something he was interested in, which is retroactively kind of confirms the maybe the coaches aren't on the same page this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's interesting to me whether he loved him or hated him. He respected him enough or thought that much of his work that he still kept him in his employ. Yeah, he didn't get rid of him. Not up to him in this case. That was not up to him. That's what you learn here. Kraft basically already made him the head coach. So that could not, where Belichick could probably fire any assistant in his entire career. This was probably the first guy he could not fire. But doesn't this then circle back to your faith and your conviction in Robert Kraft making the right choice? That if he thought this guy was so worthy to be the next head coach of the Patriots that he would go against Bill Belichick and protect him. If that's, you know, the tea leaves that we're reading. That says a lot about Kraft. Decision making is really hard. We have sat here, and I think rightfully so, giving Brian Gutenkutz of the Packers so much credit for having the conviction to say, I know this may not be popular. I'm going to make this decision. Kraft and Belichick are not afraid to make decisions. No, That's clear. No, they're not. And here's the thing. I, I think this hire is following up with a trend that's happening around the NFL. You're seeing these flagship franchises decide to hire these coaches in their 30s, right? Think about what happened with Uh Mike Tomlin. Think about what happened with Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Like, all of these, Matt LaFleur, all of these coaches being hired in their mid to late 30s, it it feels like that's the direction that the NFL is moving in. Maybe it's a relatability thing with this generation of athletes that allows those coaches to be able to have success early on, relatively early in their tenures as head coaches in the league. But I think that's also a departure from what Robert Kraft has done when it comes to finding head coaches. And I think that when you're willing to learn and when you're willing to adapt to the times, that speaks volumes about you uh, as an owner in terms of the person that's setting the culture for what your organization is going to be. So again, a tip of the cap to Robert Kraft for being able to do this. And I have the utmost confidence that this is going to work out. 
Gerard Mayo was a hell of a football player, high football IQ, was an all-pro player, defensive rookie of the year, and a champion. This guy knows what it takes. And so for this to be the leader of one of the flagship franchises of the NFL moving forward, I think it's a good day in Foxborough, and it's a good day for the NFL. And has learned from the greatest coach of all time. Hello. And spent the year outside of football working in business as well. So there's that part of it as well. Like, this is a guy who has the resume to deserve this to some extent here. He's never called plays on defense, to my knowledge. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. And it's, as we've pointed out, Belichick, excuse me, uh, Kraft has only hired guys that have been head coaches before. This is an amazing thing. For those just tuning in, the Patriots have hired, per reports, Gerard Mayo as their head coach. He will replace Bill Belichick, as CeCe mentioned in his 30s, 37 years old, former Patriots player, Patriots linebackers coach. He is going to be the head coach of the New England Patriots, which also means Mike Vrabel won't be the head coach of the New England Patriots, which is another thing to keep an eye on. Mike Reese covers the Patriots. He is on the ground. He will join us coming up next on a huge day leading into Super Wild Card Weekend. Mayo to New England, or stays in New England, I should say. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. But first, before anything else, CC has this. From Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Unsportsmanlike. The New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach. Gerard Mayo officially will replace Bill Belichick. I am a little bit surprised because even if you had been putting the foundation in place for this to be the move, when somebody like Mike Vrabel becomes available, surprisingly, I have to be honest, I thought that would throw a wrench into what was obviously their plan. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you on a huge day in sports. Super wild card weekend. 
But for me as a Pats fan, a huge, even bigger, with Mayo as the head coach. Rod Mayo, head coach, New England Patriots, per Adam Schefter. Mike Reese covers the Pats, does a phenomenal job, ESPN, ESPN.com, and joins us now. Mike, why Mayo as the next head coach of the Pats? Uh, good morning, Evan, Chris, Michelle. Uh, this is something that the Patriots had as a succession plan going back to last year. They identified Gerard Mayo as the person they wanted to ultimately succeed Bill Belichick whenever that time came. Obviously, that time came uh, this offseason, this week. Uh, why? His leadership. They know him well from him having played for the Patriots from 2008 to 2015. They believe he's a special developer of young individuals. And between that, his knowledge of the game, they feel he's the right coach for this moment. Mike, we know that the Patriots are moving on from Belichick and transitioning to Mayo, the coach. But moving on from Belichick, the coach also means moving on from Belichick, the general manager. Now, the Patriots had the succession plan with Gerard Mayo. Do they have a succession plan in the front office? Or are they going to cast a wide net when it comes to their GM search? Absolutely fascinating question that at this time I I don't know the answer to, and it remains a mystery. What What I would envision happening is the Patriots feel like they have their board, not their board set, but their scouting for this draft coming up pretty well taken care of at this point. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they go ahead with the personnel staff that they have in place right now at the moment, right? Well, they'll interview candidates. They're probably, my sense is that's not necessarily something they feel like needs to happen today, tomorrow to pair with Gerard Mayo. I think it's where they're going to say, we're going to build this around Gerard. Let him talk to some people that he would feel comfortable working with. Maybe our in-house people are ultimately the leading candidates here but it'll be about Mayo more than the personnel. Mike, obviously, as you mentioned, Gerard Mayo was identified as Bill Belichick's successor prior to this offseason. But when somebody like Mike Mike Vrabel becomes available, did that put a wrinkle in their plans at all? Did they consider Mike Vrabel? So, Michelle, I I would say that's well well said, like the word wrinkle. I, I think, like, I called it a wild card. So, to me, if something had happened from the time that they put in Gerard Mayo's contract last January, February, or last offseason, whenever they consummated their contract extension with Gerard Mayo, if something had happened from that time to us speaking right now, absolutely. Mike Rabel, to me, would have been a top candidate for them for this succession. But they were pretty committed and determined that they knew they wanted Gerard Mayo as their next coach. So, I, I don't, Rabel's uh, sudden availability from talking to people around the organization, Michelle, it didn't move them off the spot one bit from Gerard Mayo. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach. Was the New England Patriots coaching staff this year operating as one or as two? One side Belichick and one side Mayo? That's a fair question. I... I I, w- I thought what I thought you were going to say was where they're operating as two pieces, offense and defense. Like, were they a full, you know, full together staff? I don't, I never, ta- I didn't sense within the staff 
that there was any divided allegiances. But I will say that from Bill Belichick's view, it's my understanding that he felt like that, that setup where the Patriots had announced a contract extension for Mayo and they were sort of positioning him as the heir apparent without saying it publicly until today, that maybe that to Belichick himself potentially undercut his authority and ability to build the team culture, you know, that he would have maybe thought was necessary. I do want to tell you, though, like he has not said that. That's only something that people that are familiar with this thinking have relayed to me, um, you know, with the dynamics specific to that situation. Mike, how much of the regression of Mac Jones and the Patriots seemingly being poised to take a quarterback with the third overall pick factor into this being the right time to transition away from Belichick? So that's, that's another great point. They're, they haven't had a, a, a pick this high since they selected Drew Bledsoe, number one overall in the 1993 draft. It's a huge draft for them. And you have that chip. You have Mac Jones going into his fourth year. They're going to most likely uh, 99.9% decline Mac Jones' <laughs> fifth-year option for 2025. So transition from Belichick potential transition from Mac Jones, it all sort of adds up, right? To say like, yeah, it makes sense when they're thinking about sort of mapping this out for the, the transition to a new voice and a new approach for Patriots football. Mike, if you had to handicap it, where do you think Bill Belichick will be coaching next season? Because all indications are that he wants to continue on. Michelle, I, I love it. I love the handicap game. Um, I, and I was, here's what someone told me who is a lot smarter than me yesterday. Don't just look at the jobs that are currently open because when someone of Bill Belichick's status comes available, a lot of jobs could suddenly be in play because if you're an owner thinking, hmm, I have a chance to possibly land Belichick, maybe all of a sudden you start thinking about the status of your own coach and say what it would look like with the hoodie on your sideline. But for the sake of our handicapping here, I'll go with just the open jobs. And, and I would echo what people a lot smarter than me have sort of forecast that that Atlanta job looks, looks pretty enticing um, from here. Mike, we got about 30 seconds left here. The Belichick guys, McDaniels, O'Brien, et cetera, they go with Belichick or they stay with Mayo? I think that'll be individual specific to the person, um, you know, of the staff member and their personal situations but I'd lean toward mostly Belichick. Mike, unbelievable job as always. I'm sure we'll check in more, obviously, if something pops up here. Thank you so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Sounds great. Great to be with you. All right, there is Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter there. As Mayo is 37 years old, young head coach, there is conversations about you know Belichick being comfortable with this setup and structure over the course mm-hmm. of the last year, which we've all heard the, the the rumors about there. What biggest takeaway from Reese is that the Vrabel becoming available didn't move them off Gerard Mayo at all. That that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, uh, Diana Rossini of the Athletic has just reported that that New England did not reach out to a single candidate other than Mayo. This was done. Which is why you can understand why Belichick was maybe uncomfortable in this setup and maybe even why Mayo was uncomfortable in this setup. Because in order for him to not go somewhere else, he has to have assurances. 
So for him to stay, he had to have an assurance. That's an odd setup that I guess occurred over the last year. I'm not blaming that for why they were losing. It's just a fact. We will continue the conversation. Mayo head coach in New England. Next, we're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.